I'm quite nervous, eh? <laughs> uh, good morning, church. Uh, trust everyone is well. Uh, what a beautiful time of worship we had this morning. Eh? It, was, uh, it was just an awesome time. I actually thought I was not going to preach today and we're just going to spend more time just worshiping and maybe I'll be out of the hook, you know? But, uh, but we, we, we really praise God for, for who He is, you know? And he, He's such an amazing God. Uh, as we're praying outside earlier, uh, the one thing that I was just sharing was just the, the holiness of God, his, his greatness, His majesty, who He is, you know? And, and that picture of, of the 24 elders in, in, in Revelation, which is uh, remove their crowns and, 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 and worship Him, calling Him holy, calling Him worthy. For me, that just excites me quite a lot because we praise and we, we serve a living God. He is king. He is king. He's, he's, he's alive. He's not a dead God. You know, he's not just uh, someone who created this world and, and left it to operate by itself uh, with all the cycles of science and all of that. He is a living God and he's king of kings. He's Lord of lords. And, and I just get excited when, when we praise Him, when we worship Him, when we declare His goodness and, and, and we, we worship this King who's alive. It, it excites me so much when we are lifting up our hands and, and we're just saying holy to Him. Worthy are you, Lord God. We give you praise, King. We worship you, Lord. What a good God we serve. What a good God He is. And, and in this context of, 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 of God being God, being King, it, 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 it really excites me to, to think about how we ought to, to live with Him. He has to be part of our lives. We have to walk with Him. It reminds me of uh, Enoch in, in the Bible, how he walked with God and he was no more. That's how close he was with God. If God is King, if God is Lord, Lord of your life, what decisions are you making to the involve Him? You know, I want to speak on the subject of, of inquiring of the Lord, of hearing from God. And, and I believe that there might be two or three people whom this message specifically is for this morning. You know, wherein you inquire of God, you, you, you hear from God. You know, it's one thing to, to, to use the, the gifts that God has given us, our, our brains, our minds, our wisdom. You use it all. You plan your things well. And, 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 and you analyze the situation and you're able to make good decisions. But we need to move from good decisions to God decisions. Well, it's not just about good ideas, but God ideas. And, and, and we are being those people who are being led by the Holy Spirit, keeping in step with Him. As we read in, in, in Galatians 5 there, where, where, where Paul is speaking of the fruit of the Spirit, he, he ends there saying that we must keep in step with the Holy Spirit. It's so important as children of God to be led by Him, for we are. The children of God. We are led by Him in every area of our lives. And, and, and for me, that's currently my own personal challenge to, to, to really hear from God. Where it's, it's not just enough to say that I've, I've, I've analyzed everything, I've looked at the whole situation, I've planned, and it makes sense, therefore I, I'm making the next decision. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to speak mainly in, in, from Samuel today, uh, 2 Samuel chapter 20, or 1 Samuel. Chapter 23. But before I get to, to Samuel, I was, I was busy studying Genesis uh, this, this month or this beginning of this year. And I just saw there in Genesis how uh, during the flood or before the flood or the whole flood story with Noah, how Noah was told to build this ark because the flood is coming. 
and having built the ark, having finished building the ark, like, okay, Noah, you're done building the ark. Why don't you step inside? Right? You, you, you finished preparing your things. Why don't you make the step? Because you're done preparing. The preparation phase is over, and therefore now you can make the next step. But that's, that's not actually what happens there. It was God who says, go into the ark. You read that in, in, in Genesis chapter 7, verse 1. God says, go into the ark. So it's one thing to be prepared. It's one thing to make all the preparations. It's one thing to, to build the ark. But it is God who tells us to go into the ark. So sometimes you, you, you can plan your things, you can prepare your things, you can build your arks. But that doesn't mean that it's time to get inside the ark. Is God speaking in your life? Are we walking with God? Are we keeping in step with the Holy Spirit? Are, are we inquiring of the Lord? Are, are, we, are, are, we, are we hearing Him speak into every situation? Yes, we might have the, 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 the plans. Yes, we might, we might build the arcs. Yes, we might prepare everything and we're prepared. But for the next step, do we hear God in every single step of the way? And then I like what happens in, in, in Genesis chapter 8 where the flood waters are going down and Noah being a scientist, I don't know if he was a scientist, but he, 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 he takes uh, the, the beds out to go test the situation. And then, okay, the, the beds come back and like, okay, they did not find anywhere to, you know, to thrive in a sense. So he's testing the waters. He's testing the waters. And then what happens is that the test finally passed. You know, the, the, the doves uh, finally found a place to, 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 to rest. You know, they come back with twigs. They're showing that there's now life out there. You've, 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 you've tested everything. But is it enough to just test? Is it enough to just test and say, okay, I've tested the waters. Now I can step out of the ark. But that's not what we see. In, in Genesis 8, verse 15, it is God again who says, now get out of the ark. I, I just love that. That even though Noah tested the situation, it had to be God who tells him to get out of the ark. Now let's go into 1 Samuel, chapter 23. Um, I forgot to mention that I, I want to divide my, my sermon into two parts this morning. Uh, where part one, it's this, I'm, I'm going to be speaking about this subject of hearing from God, inquiring from God. But part two is the practical side of things. Because I remember telling a friend that, you know, you need to inquire of the Lord. You need to hear from God. And for him it was not enough. But how do I hear from God? So I think we need to be practical about these matters. But I really love the story in, in 1 Samuel chapter 23. Here is, 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 is David who's been fleeing from King Saul because David is, has been anointed by Samuel and Saul is, is not happy about it. He's, he's jealous. We know this story very well. So, uh, I mean, the whole story of David and Saul. So let us read here in 1 Samuel 23. I'm going to read from the New King James Version. I'm not sure which ones you guys use, but it should be plus minus the same. First one says, then they told David, saying, Look, the Philistines are fighting against Caleb, and they are robbing the threshing floors. Therefore David inquired of the Lord, saying, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? I mean, David, they're already robbing. Why don't you just rush up and go? 
you're a mighty man of, of, of war. Why don't you just rush up and go and attack them? But David inquired of the Lord, Shall I go and attack these Philistines? And God said to David, Go and attack the Philistines and save Caleb. But David's men said to him, Look, we are afraid here in Judah. How much more then if we go to Caleb against the armies of the Philistines? If I was David, I was going to say, Look, I've spoken to God. He told us that we should go. Like, what is, why, why are you giving me this, uh, these doubts and, and all of that? But that's not what David does. He honors his friends, even though they are speaking negatively. And he inquired of the Lord once again. Sure. I just love that. He inquired of the Lord once again. So it's okay for friends to speak. We don't come with the pride and say, uh, well, I've heard from the Lord the first time. And he did hear from the Lord the first time. But imagine, here's a man who, who loves God. He, he, we, he's called uh, the man after God's own heart. he's a man of God. He inquired of the Lord the first time. God spoke clearly to him. And friends are speaking. His his men are speaking to him. He inquired of the Lord once more. It's okay to inquire from God more than once. You know, it's, 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 it's a good thing to go back to the Lord and inquire, to hear from God, to keep in step with the Lord. To allow God to guide you every step of the way. To gain confidence by hearing from the Lord. And the Lord answered him and said, Arise, go to Caleb, for I will deliver the Philistines into your hand. And David and his men went to Caleb and fought against the Philistines, struck them with a mighty blow and took away their livestock. So David saved the inhabitants of Caleb. Verse 6 says, Now it happened, when Abitha the son of Ahimelech fled to David at Caleb that he went down with an effort in his hand. And Saul was told that David had gone to Caleb. So Saul was told. There were rumors that David is in Caleb. And Saul said, this is verse 7, God has delivered him into my hand. That's not what God said. It's what Saul said. So sometimes you can analyze the situation and say, God did it for you without inquiring of the Lord. Because he analyzed that David is, is, is in Kayla, it's a gated city. Wow, God must have delivered into my hands. Wow, I'm, I must be able to now go and, and, and capture this, this young man called David who's been anointed Are we second-guessing God sometimes? Just because the situation looks right, perhaps like Noah, we've tested the waters, and say, well, it must be God. God has delivered him into my hands. For he has shut himself, by, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Let me just read from verse 7 again. Then Saul, said, then Saul was told that David had gone to Caleb. So, so, so Saul said, God has delivered him into my hand, for he has shut himself in by entering a town that has gates and bars. Verse 8 says, Then Saul called all the people 
together for war to go down to Kayla and besiege David and his men. Now here's David, verse 9. When David knew that Saul plotted evil against him, okay, if, if I knew that someone is plotting evil against me and I'm in a trapped place, I think I won't waste time by adjusting my environment to be safer, right? Like, well, I'm trapped in this gated city. I know that someone is coming for me. Perhaps it's time to go. Perhaps it's time to find a new place to hide. And that was David. David knew that Saul plotted against him. He said to Abitha the priest, bring the effort here. Then David said, O Lord God of Israel, he inquires of God again, O Lord God of Israel, your servant has certainly heard that Saul seeks to come to Keilah to destroy the city for my sake. Will the man of Keilah deliver me into his hand? Will Saul come down? As your servant has had, O Lord God of Israel, I pray, tell your servant. David was so desperate to hear from God. He was so desperate to hear from God that even though the situation is obvious, he still wants to seek God's voice. He still wants to, to hear from God speak and, and, and be guided by the Lord and inquire from the Lord in every season. I mean, in, in, in a position like this, one would have made a, a, a judgment call. One would have said, well, the situation looks ideal for me to flee. But David inquires from the Lord. I just love this story that David kept on inquiring from the Lord. And the Lord is so faithful. He always responds to it when we inquire of him. When we ask him, when we pray, he does uh, speak into our lives and guide us. Through his spirit, he guides us. And the Lord said, he will come down. Verse 12. Then David said, will the men of Keilah deliver me and my men into the hand of Saul? And the Lord said, they will deliver you. So David and his men, about 600, arose and departed from Keilah and went wherever they could go. Then it was told Saul that David escaped from Keilah so he halted the expedition. So, so that's what happens here in, in, in this story. We see that David, even though the situation was almost obvious in terms of what must be done, he inquired of the Lord. He, he, he seeks to hear from God. Almost similar to, uh, but not quite similar, uh, with the situation of, of, of Noah, that he has tested the waters. But it had to be God who says, now you can go. It had to be God. Now, I must jump to part two for the sake of time. Here's the difficult subject. How, about, how do I hear from God? I think most of us might say, yeah, well, we hear you that we should inquire from God. We should keep in step with the Holy Spirit. But how, how practically, how do I do that? And the... None obvious answer is that this also depends on which church tradition you come from. <laughs> you know, there, there might be charismatic tradition, there might be, you know, traditional and all sorts of different uh, church traditions. And it becomes a, a bit of an interesting perspective on, on, on which one or which way uh, you'd go for hearing from, from the Lord. But before we get into however way one could hear from God, 
the key thing that I want to encourage us this morning is that we should be those who keep in step with the Spirit. We should be those who inquire of the Lord. As we're in the valley of decisions, as we're deciding that we want to do this and that with our lives, whether you're deciding that you want to uh, buy a house or buy whatever you, you might be deciding, take it before the Lord. It's not just about well the budget fits, but what does the Lord say? You know, well, I have the money for it, but what does the Lord say? We should be those who always seek to hear from God, that He guides us, even though we have tested the waters, even though we have had the rumors, even though it is true that uh, the political situation of South Africa is, 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 is not good. And ESCOM is not good. But did God really tell you to leave South Africa? Did he tell you to, to, to leave South Africa? Did he tell you? Are you sure? Have you heard from God? Or are you being moved by the situation on the ground, the situation in the political arena, the situation in the economic arena? What has God spoken to you? Inquiring of the Lord, inquiring to hear from God speak in our lives. Why? Because he is king. And we are in his kingdom. And we ought to be bending the knee. As, as those who, who, who are subjects in, in, in a kingdom of God. And realizing that we, we are serving a king. We need to care what the king thinks. You know, Jesus taught his disciples to pray and say, May your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We should be those who, 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 who seek out God's will in everything that we do. We don't want to just have the, the good ideas. We want to have God ideas. We want to, have, we want to find ourselves in God's will in all that we are seeking to do. In all that we are seeking to do. Whatever the decision is. Well, you know, I'm busy debating with my wife whether we want a third child. Or... <laughs> and like, yo, but children are so... You know, they, they, they can be quite... But have we actually inquired of the Lord? Yes, the, 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 the situation of, of number three is, is tough. I mean, it's, 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 it's scary. It's, it's expensive emotionally, financially, and whatever other area. It is, it is scary. But have we inquired of the Lord? Are we, are, we, are we listening to God? Are we allowing God to guide the process and, and not judge things based on, well what's most practical. And I'm not saying that the practical things must not be done. Noah did the practical thing. He did test the waters at the end of the day. So, so it's good to be practical. It's good to, to, to use the, the brains that the Lord has given us. We're not taking that out of the window. But we need to allow God to be the final guidance, to be the one who says, yes, go out of the ark. You might have tested it, but yes, go out of the ark. Or you might have built the ark. Yes, go into the ark. Now, let me quickly get to, to just part two of, oh, how do we hear? How do you hear from God? I mean, it's a, it's a challenging subject depending on which church tradition you come from. And um, there might be others who, you know, I've, I've once had someone say, I'm okay with people praying to God, but those who say they listen from God, hey, they, 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 they you know, they're unusual people because oftentimes we are happy with, yeah, yeah, it's, it's okay to pray. But to hear from God, who do you think you are? 
you know what? We are children of God. And I, I, I know that there's different church traditions and there might be a different one here. But I want to give uh, three points according to my conviction. And you might come from any other church tradition. That's okay. But the key thing is that allow God to guide you. Allow God uh, to be the one who is uh, ordering your steps. You know, the steps of a righteous man and woman are ordered by the Lord. Allow God to speak. Allow God to be the one who guides you in everything. Whether you're about to make a business deal, it might look like, oh, this business is legit. It, it, everything, check balance, everything looks good. But have you inquired of the Lord? Are, are we keeping in step with the Holy Spirit? And I strongly believe that God wants us to, 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 to be hearing from Him, not just in the context of, of ministry, but also in the context of, of the marketplace, of the wherever where we might find ourselves uh, working, serving the Lord, because it is all according, it is all for God. We, we glorify God in our, in our different context, whether it's family, whether it's work, whether it's uh, students, so others might be students, um, we need to glorify God. Now, the first point for me, uh, I mentioned three points, how to hear God. The first point, through the word of God, through scripture. Because scripture is, is, is an authority, right? Uh, if, if someone comes here and says uh, whatever, test, uh, whatever prophecy or I, I, I think God says this or that, we always go back to scripture to test all things. And I just want to give a few things that uh, is, is, is mentioned. So, I mean, the first point uh, we read from 2 Timothy 3, 16, it's a popular one. All scripture is God-breathed, right? So it, that, that scripture is encouraging us to, to really hold scripture as an authority of our lives. That we can hear God through the words of scripture. And this doesn't mean that you're about to make a decision. You must just open the Bible any place random. No, that's not how it works. It's not magic. All right. We need to be studying the word of God. We need to be feeding ourselves with the word of God. It's, it's not a magical thing that, okay, wherever the, it, it lands. You know, we're not casting lots. Um, okay, but they did cast lots in the Bible. But, uh, but we're not doing that. We're studying the word of God. And I like uh, John 14, uh, 26, where Jesus speaks of uh, the promise of the Holy Spirit. And one of the things he says about the, this Holy Spirit that will come is that he will remind you of all that I've taught you, right? So... If you're not learning these words of Jesus or not studying this word of God, how the Holy, what will the Holy Spirit remind you? He needs to be reminding you something which is a deposit in, in your life. And my encouragement is that continue to study his word. Not as, uh, you know, you just want to open a random place to, and say, okay, what is God saying from this verse? Allow yourself to study God's word and Holy Spirit. As, as you're praying, as you're going through life, it will use all these different things that you are learning and growing within to, to, to highlight something, to, to make clear on, on, on a direction. And at the end of the day, you are able to, to test things in a quick way because you, you have a strong foundation in the Word of God. You are able to step into a place and say, no, this is, you know, you are able to dissect, right? Because you are feeding yourself with the Word of God. So, it does say in uh, Thessalonians, 1 Thessalonians 5, 
Um, in fact, I'm going to use 1 Thessalonians 5 for even point number 2. Perhaps I'll get to point number 2 as well. Um, now, my second point, besides us being relying on Scripture, relying on the Word of God, being an authority, guiding us, leading us, uh, testing things using the Word of God, my second point is that there is room for the mystical ways of hearing from God. And I believe that. God can speak to you in an audible voice. I believe that. I've not heard from God in an audible voice, I'll be honest. But I believe God can do that. And sometimes we, 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 we can quench the Spirit. Then uh, 1 Thessalonians 5, it says, Do not quench the Spirit. Do not despise prophecies. But test everything. Hold fast what is good. So yes, we can hear God in all these mystical ways, whether it's through dreams, whether it's through uh, interpretation of, of languages, when, when people have the gifts of languages and, and they're speaking in, 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 in using the gifts of languages and someone is interpreting it, whether it's through visions, whether it's through uh, prophecies, whatever it is, do not quench the Spirit. What does it mean to quench the spirit? Well, the spirit, you know, it's like uh, fire, a flame. To quench something is to put out the fire, right? Some fire starts here and you use a hose to, to put it out. You're quenching the fire. You're quenching the flame. And sometimes, depending on uh, different church traditions, sometimes we could find ourselves quenching the Holy Spirit. Just because I've not heard God's voice in an audible way doesn't mean it doesn't happen. Right? I, I don't need to quench the Spirit. But the good news is that even as, in as much as I might not be hearing God's voice in an audible way, maybe I might be hearing Him through dreams or whatever mechanism, the good news is that we're still being encouraged to test everything. And what do we use to test everything? Back to point number one, Scripture. We, we're using the, the, the foundation and authority of the Word of God to test everything. But it's quite important that we are those who do not quench the Spirit. And that's, for me, the second point, that uh, we can hear from God in mystical ways. But test everything. <laughs> so that's the balance, right? Mystical ways, yes, but test everything. It says in 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 2, verse 14, a natural person does not accept things of the Spirit of God for their foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually discerned. I mean, I feel like Paul was being harsh a bit here. But a natural person, a natural person does not accept things of the Spirit of God. Don't be this person that Paul is saying. Don't be the person who doesn't accept the things of the Spirit of God. They are foolishness to him. And he cannot understand them because they are spiritually dissent. So again, I'm just encouraging the same point of um, us having to not quench the Holy Spirit. To, al to, to, to allow room for the Spirit to operate. And again, if one feels leaning more towards the, the tradition which doesn't want too much of the mystical things, the good news is still that you can test all things. 
That's the good news. That's the safe ground. You can still test all things using the word of God. And my last point in, in, in how we can hear from God. So first point, scripture, foundation of scripture, authority of scripture. Second point, there's room for mystical things. There's room for the Holy Spirit to speak, for, the, for audible voices, visions, dreams, and all of that. I've had interesting weird dreams, which I'm like, yo, I need to follow up on this dream. And, and God speaks through that, right? Last point, community. And we exist in a community. And I just love uh, the scripture that uh, Jamie uh, brought. And, and I'd like to read it again. Uh, so Psalms 133. Where is Psalms? Somewhere in the middle. Like, if you want to open your Bible at random, you'll land at Psalms. <laughs> um, so Psalms 133, it's a very short, just three verses. It says, Behold how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head, running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron, running down on the edge of his garments. It is like the dew of Hammon descending upon the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. I love that. So community is important, right? And, and in, in community, we speak of, you know, even honoring your, your leaders. Uh, Joe here as, as, as the leader, you know, being able to, maybe you're about to okay, buy a house. And like, Joe, I'd like to, to, to speak with you. I, you know, I'm about to make this decision and I'm honoring you as a leader. That's community, right? Uh, we, we don't live in, in an island by ourselves. And, and this this. This hearing from God through uh, this resource of the community. But again, it all goes back. Authority of scripture, foundation of scripture. For example, where we were reading today in, in Samuel, David heard from God, he inquired from God and he heard from God, but his community said, hey, hang on, caution. So he did not disrespect his community for the caution. He just decided to go back and inquire from God once again, right? So community is important. That, uh, you know, as we're coming to church, being integrated, uh, having friends, and, you know, they're able to speak into our lives. It, it, it might not be mystical. It can just be a, a wisdom that they're they are uttering, right? Even if it's not mystical stuff, that's okay. But we, once again, have the scripture as a foundation, to test all things. So for me, those are the three practical handles on how we can go about this journey of hearing from God. You know, and um, again, it's, 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 it's about not quenching the spirit. We don't want to, to put aside the ability of God to work in mysterious ways. God can do that. He still does that today. I mean, the, the, the word that uh, was brought today about, uh, you know, brokenheartedness, I mean, it was just amazing to see how accurate it was and, and how indeed a lot of people needed prayer this morning. God speaks in mystical ways. He speaks, you know. And the more you don't quench the spirit, the more you're open to him, well, the more he uses you, right? But the more you quench him, you know, Holy Spirit is so gentle that, okay, you don't want, you don't want me, okay, it's fine. You won't have me. Amen. Thank you, Lord, that you indeed continue to speak to us, that you indeed continue to guide us. And we want to surrender our lives before you this morning, that in every decision we make, 
whether we, we, we have assessed the situation, have tested the waters, have built the ark, whatever it is, whether we've heard the rumor, whether we've, we've analyzed everything, that we continue to keep in step with you, Holy Spirit, for you are our King and our Lord. And we are yours. And we desire to walk with you, to be in step with you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Have your way in our lives, King. Have your way in our lives, Lord. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord.